Well, Ulysses, we're going to talk about something nasty, and that is nasty pitches. That's right. So grab your baseball, get your grips in order, and let's talk about it. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure you check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays, as well as all the other podcasting platforms available. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and send us a email or voice memo anytime, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. So, nasty pitches. Ulysses, this idea came from one of our most dedicated and OG listeners, Austin Holloway. If you want to explain what we're going to be discussing partly on today's show. Yes, this is definitely an Austin idea. He said, I was reading an article on MLB.com that could translate into an episode or a segment. He said, they basically did a nastiest pitch on every team article. And that it would be fun for us to recreate a repertoire using any of the current pitchers on the race staff, uh, starting and bullpen, uh, and and kind of see what we could come up with. Of course, I want to give him props for the idea. We're giving him props, but we're also going to say what his repertoire would be. Um, he picked five. He picked five pitches. Okay. Uh, he went with uh, Pete Fairbanks's four seam. Uh, Glass now's curveball, uh, Shane's change, uh, Adams slider, and Kittrich sinker. So that is a mean, mean, mean combination. We kind of wanted to simplify it just a little bit. And you and I, Kevin, we have four pitches each. Is that correct? That is correct. And do you want to go ahead and start it off with your four? Your super That's foursome. Let's do <laughs> let's do that. Uh, so I picked. Uh, do you want the the total pitches or do you just want one by one and why? Uh, one by one and why is perfectly fine. I don't think okay. Austin would mind. <laughs> All right. So here we go. So I, I picked uh, the four seam fastball. I need to have that, uh, and it would be Jason Adams. Uh, I need Jason's fastball. He when you when you look at his twenty twenty two output. They were hitting 211. Uh, batters were hitting 211 off that fastball. He had an 86.2 exit velo. And out of the five home runs he allowed, only one of those came mm -hmm. from the fastball. So that is the type of fastball that I'm looking for. Um, my, my, I, do you, yeah, let me just you, add to that real yeah. quick. So it's funny because before he got to the race, he was using that fastball roughly 57% of the time and the race tapered that back for another couple of offerings, but it's still a really, really effective pitch. I just think he needed more balance in his repertoire, but, um, his extension on that fastball, I read, uh, the other day, 6.7 feet. Unreal. That is extremely long extension. So, uh, yeah, good for you on on picking that that pitch of his. Yeah, I mean, this is actually really a really fun exercise. It's kind of like playing MLB The Show without actually playing MLB The Show. Um, so that's my forcing. Yeah, Jason okay. Adams. Uh, for my changeup, 
I need a really good, strong changeup. Uh, so obviously, I had to go Jeffrey Springs. That's my pick for changeup. Uh, again, we're looking at batting average, 229. It might be a little bit higher than others, but what I did like, besides the exit velo of 83.4, was that he had 70 strikeouts on that changeup. 70. That's 48.6% of all of his strikeouts. So this is a dangerous pitch. This is something that you can put away, guys, when 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 obviously there are two strikes and you can get the strikeout. But all you can all honestly use it if you're behind in the count, two and zero, and you and you yeah. feel confident with it. And when if it's that good of a pitch, it can get you over. And who's looking for a two zero changeup? Uh, so so Jeffrey Springs, that's my changeup. Yeah, I'll just add to that because uh, not to give away the farm here, but um, let's just say that changeup is popular among the Rays contingent. But, uh, of course, something is happening. Stu Sternberg interrupting the broadcast. Do you hear me okay now? <laughs> yes, I can hear you. Holy cow. Oh, my gosh. I think uh, somebody threw a slider to my mixer here. Um, or a changeup, maybe, or, or a yeah. fastball. Uh, yeah, so Springs, the, the changeup versus righties not to be used versus lefties, or at least he just doesn't throw it versus lefties. And that's traditionally yeah. how changeups are deployed is against the opposite handed batter versus pitcher. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, okay. So we're getting, we're 50% of, of the way done here with my repertoire. My third one, I needed a slider and I know I have one starter, one guy from the pen. I went to the pen again, and this is a guy that I have been high on since they, they called him up. He he just looks like the next big thing. I don't want to say the the name because, although I will say, he has just recently retired. I'll say that. And he very much reminds me of him. Jake McGee, Garrett Clevenger. I mean, mm. can we just give him the Jake McGee 2.0 treatment? Because he has amazing, amazing stuff. And if you look closely to that slider, again, let, 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 let me look at the metrics that, I, that I've been talking about. Batting average against 146. Exit velo, 85.8. That's great. And 50% of all of his strikeouts was with, you guessed it, the slider. So 16 out of the 32 punchies, he got him on that slider. This is a very powerful pitch. I, I'm just really excited that we get to see Gary Clevenger, hopefully for 50 plus innings. Yeah, and a great nod to Jake McGee. Very terrific, terrific career, and I think underrated career for what he did over the last oh, yeah. decade plus. I mean, I think he played you know, 13, 14 years in the league. Um, and Garrett Clevenger, I think, uh, while he is not on my list here, um, he's another one of those raised fines where it's like, where did he come from? How did he get here? And what did the Rays do to him to make him so effective? So I, if you're a Rays fan, really look forward to what – uh, he may be able to provide in 2023. Honestly, I'm so hyped up on on Clevenger. I think that this guy very quickly, very quickly, will become a high leverage arm uh, for the Rays. I mean, you talk seventh inning and 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 you kind of need uh, to get a couple outs. This is the guy you go to. Uh, yeah. Ninth inning, you need a you need a save. Boom. His is this is the guy. Like he's going to be kind of like a Jason Adam. Um, kind of arm for the race. That's that's what I think yeah. uh, for 2023. And last but not least, 
I needed a big curveball. I needed it. I love a curveball. I mean, uh -huh. how can you not? It's such a fun, fun pitch. Well, I have two guys from the stable. I have one starter. I kind of wanted to make it even. So here's another starter, and that's Shane McClanahan's. His curveball is just nasty, nasty, nasty. Out of all of these pitches, actually, he has the lowest batting average on his particular pitch, 139. 84.8 exit velo. That's yummy. And 29% of his strikeouts were with the curveball. So this is a guy, we talked about it uh, 2020. Yes, after the postseason 2020, after 2021, and early 2022. Why is he just trying to use fastball slider, fastball slider? Right. You have four pitches, Shane. Use them all. And then after the fourth or so start, of the 2022 season, he started mixing all of his pitches. And then what happened? He became a really good pitcher. He became an all-star. He became the starter of said game. So this is the kind of um, pitch that you need to have uh, to kind of complement the the forcing, the change at the slider. You need that big hook. I'm going with McClanahan's. Very good. I uh, love your list right there. And... Um... It's funny because I have, I believe, some similarities with you and Austin. And I'd love to know what the listeners have to say, too. I'd love this might be a uh, question or a comment to put out on our Twitter account, social media. Just list your four, list your four guys and your four pitches. And you know what? If you want to get really, I mean, you don't, we don't really have any rules to this thing. It could be maybe you see three fastballs that you really like, and then somebody has a change. It doesn't necessarily, hey, it has to be four different pitches. We just said the four nastiest pitches. Maybe that's yeah. three sliders, three changeups, okay. three fastballs, whatever it may be. So wow, just I like throwing that. that out there. So in the comments section of YouTube, social media, uh, or if you want to tell us at FanFest, you can do that as well. Um, I will tell you my nastiest four, uh, but. Ulysses, we have to tell you something, or we have to tell the audience about something that is uh, the antithesis of nasty, and that is built bars. Oh, what a great segue. Yes, you know what? It's so healthy and delicious. Okay, so if you want a delicious treat, but you don't want all of the fat and calories, then you gotta try built bar. You can ask yourself, what makes built bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. Yeah, I told you, real chocolate. I've been saying it for more than three years now. It's amazing. And they've got unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. You want it, you have it. And now you don't want, you don't have to wait around anymore to get a box. We've been telling you to go to built.com for so many years. Well, now you don't even have to wait for that package to come. You can actually go to Walmart and then pick a, 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 a box of, of Built Bar. You can go to Sam's Club and pick yourself some Built Bars as well. So today, get yourself something really delicious, really good for you, and that is Built Bar. Very good. And uh, just to, uh, before I get into my four here, that article, uh, if you had it, uh, if you have not had a chance to look at that, I would implore you to uh, check it out and read it. I'll just run through here the AL East of what uh, MLB.com put out. Kevin Gossman's splitter for the Blue Jays. Felix Bautista's splitter for the Orioles. Chris Sale's slider for the Red Sox. Carlos Rodon's four-seamer for the Yankees. 
and of course uh, Tyler Glasnow's curveball for the Rays, which again I know it's um, low hanging fruit and maybe cheating to some extent, but uh, Glasnow's hammer curve uh, is one of my four nastiest pitches. And again, I I just so enjoy watching him throw that thing. It you know starts at a guy's neck and ends at a guy's ankles. And um, I could just watch replay after replay of that. I don't really have any stats in front of me. I just know that I had to put that on my list somewhere. And maybe it's one of those things where um, if he had pitched a full season, maybe it, it would have made your list it, it, very possible, I guess, depending on how the output, output was with that. No, definitely. I mean, I, I wanted to put glass on either on the fastball category or, or, or the curveball. Um, but yeah, looking at the numbers, I, I had to go with, with Shane's there, but it's, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful pitch. I mean, I don't yeah. think you can go wrong and definitely the sample size obviously mattered. So, um, when, when you're looking at the numbers, yeah, I, okay. I had to go that way. Yeah. Um, so I've got the curveball out of the way now with the fastball, sure. I'm going with Pete Fairbanks and his 99 mile per hour cutting rising fastball where you combine that with the crazy eyes and the stature and how he knuckles it in his hands. And I've got some stats for you too. He throws it 61% of the time. He has a 118 batting average against. Uh, he's 99th percentile in all of baseball and fastball velo, 96th percentile in all of baseball and fastball spin, 38% whiff rate on that pitch. Um, it's just really, I mean, nearly impossible to hit where it's coming from him top of the zone. And again, I know we, it's cliche to say, but it literally, literally looks like it is rising. I know that defies physics and that's incorrect to say, but you watch that on YouTube or a television clip, whatever it may, it's like, how is that not rising? Yeah, no, it, it definitely is a, a very, very good pitch. I, I made it harder on myself by not wanting to 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 copy Austin. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yeah. do that. And and he he appreciated that. So no, but I mean you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with with his fastball, especially uh with the kind of output that he had in 20 plus innings last year. But I do want to make it clear that you do not get to take the crazy eyes or nor the attitude with this pitch. That is that is sold separately. Kevin. Okay. You only get the the fastball. You do not get the crazy eyes. That, that's fair. Any, I, okay? I can't add any any of the performative or theatrics to it. I understand. No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. That that's fair enough. Standing alone, it is a wonderful pitch. <laughs> yeah. Um the change up again, I think uh I'm just going with chalk here and Jeffrey Springs is what I have uh, uh through it 35% percent of the time again he um changed and altered to raise help to utilize that more often and um you know just thinking about it of four nastiest pitches you have fairbanks 99 mile per hour fastball then you throw a 81 mile per hour change off of that um and and letting it dive down in inverse righties um the 38% whiff percentage like that 26% put away percentage. And I saw this on fan graphs with that pitch from Springs. It was third best in all of baseball with a 57% O swing percentage. Uh, so outside of the zone swings on that pitch. That's just nasty. I remember when Fernando Rodney was obviously with the Rays, he had that terrific uh, 2012 season. 
Brian Anderson always made a point that once you get to 10 mile an hour differential between your fastball and your changeup, that's when you're going to start making guys take silly swings, like mm-hmm. blooper type of uh, America's home funniest videos, whatever that Bob Saget show used to be called. Yeah, <laughs> those those are the kind of swings that you're going to start to see. Now you're putting a 99, 99 mile an hour rising fastball from Pete Fairbanks, and then you're attaching it to springs that you said 81 mile an hour. I mean, the, yeah. the types of swings that you would be able to see would just be silly. Silly. Right. Yeah. And then my fourth pitch, uh, slider. I don't know. Am I copying uh, Austin with all these? I, I can't remember. I did not know what he put forth um, previously, by the way. So this was all off uh, off of my uh, research. No plagiarism here. Um, Jason Adam and his slider. Um, again, that is now his most utilized pitch, at least in a Rays uniform. And just the ability to, when he throws it, particularly against righties, where he'll start it. And when it releases from his hand, it is at the inner corner of the plate. And when it finishes, it winds up on the outer corner, outer third. So uh, getting those those chases on that pitch uh, really, really makes a difference. And um, again, it's it's maybe not as flashy as Tyler Glasnow's curveball or Pete Fairbanks fastball, but um, it is it is a sneakily, sneakily effective and really, really good pitch. It is arguably the best pitch of that repertoire, honestly. I mean, yeah. 96 uh, was the, the, the batting average against. You heard me yeah. right, folks. 96.096. That's, that's a tremendous pitch. And he had a whiff percentage of 46.1% on that pitch. Just realize that. They're whiffing almost 50% of the time. Yeah. That's silly that's that's just that's great that's a great pitch um, and that doesn't include called third strikes right or, or nope, a called no. strike on that pitch where exactly. you just buckles the opposition because it's like well i thought that was going to be inside and it winds up outside and he pinpoints it somewhere within the strike zone and if you have enough command of of the zone and of that pitch like i said earlier on the show you're two and oh you don't want to give the guy the fastball because he's hunting for that you put that pitch on an outside corner I mean, and you paint like he painted in 2022 that get and get you out out of a lot of trouble, yeah. which, by the way, with these repertoires that we've made up, I don't think you would be in a lot of trouble. But if you were, you could definitely get out of it. And I do want to say that people that are watching on YouTube hit that like button right now. It's free and, and you're, you're going to feel like an awesome person and then subscribe to the channel if you haven't subscribed yet, because it's going to even make you even feel even better than than you do already. And hit the comment section. Give us yeah. at least two pitches. Give us at least two pitches from the current race staff that you would like to have or that you would like to see the mix. Like we're, we're doing this exercise today. At least two. Because, yeah. you know, if you want to be a reliever, at least you, you need a fastball slider, you know, fastball change, something like that. At least two. Don't, don't be that guy. I know there's going to be one guy because I've, I've just said it. There's going to be right. one guy that's just going to give me a one pitch. Don't do that. Give me two. Come yeah. on. And with this exercise, I wish that, um, you know, the Rays had like a Zach Granke so we could throw in a UFIS pitch or, you know, somebody throws a screwball or a forkball or, um, yeah. Got, what Knuckle was, ball. uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
yeah, the, the Francisco Mejia slow pitch. Does that count? Yeah, just... there we go. Like <laughs> that, it'd be fun to have more of those types of guys. You know, R. A. Dickey, something along those lines to kind yeah. of include in this. Maybe just the the most obscure pitches. That might be the the next exercise there. Which putting you on the spot here, but do you have an idea of what you consider to be the nastiest pitch in all of baseball? Oof. That whatever it is, is that a slider? Is that a changeup by Devin Williams? Yeah. That's a whiff that's a wiffle ball. I don't think it's a slider or a curveball or a change. I think it's just a wiffle ball that he throws. Yeah. That. That's yeah. that that comes from a a balloon from outer space. That's mm-hmm. where that comes from. It's crazy stuff. Yeah, there's some again, just go to uh who is it? Rob Friedman yes. on Twitter, pitching yes. ninja. Just go through, and a lot of Rays have made appearances on that thing. But what about you? Maybe... What, what's what's your nastiest pitch? Um, well, I was looking at the article, and I know that uh, I mean we've been on the receiving end of Shohei Otani's splitter. But when I read that Jacob Degrom has a slider that reaches 96 miles per hour, that's insane. And I also um, there, there's something about me where I can where, where a guy who can consistently throw a hundred miles per hour multiple times in an outing. I know it may not be the nastiest pitch per se, but I'm just impressed by it. Like what Hunter green can do where mm. like uh, 15 times in a game, he'll, you know, throw a hundred, 102, maybe even 103. That's pretty yeah. remarkable as well. And probably something we're going to see more often as um, the, the technology and the training and uh, the nutrition, uh, you know, gets to to peak level and peak performance there. Yeah. But I also have a, a soft spot in my heart for the for the glass now curveball as well. So I uh, I won't forget that one anytime soon. Uh, it is a Friday episode, which means we have uh, baseball trivia and name that war. But first, we have to tell you about FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel. America's number one sports book. That's because new customers get a no sweat first bet for up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay if you're feeling fancy. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet for up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That is FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to learn more. You'll make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Ulysses, let's get right into it. You have baseball trivia for me, and I have name that war for you. If I would have thought of it ahead of time, I would have had a war comparison of two players, but I might have to save that for a future episode. So I just have uh, one name uh, on my sheet here. But uh, yammering aside, let's get right into it. I do hope that it's not a guy that like retired in 1994, like you've been doing lately. So uh, I, no, I, I this this individual player. Start googling. Um, start you know neurolinking me. Uh, he played into his uh, mid 2000s. All right. 
Uh, I would say. I don't trust you. All right. Yeah. Um, But before we do name that war, we got to do baseball trivia. And, you know, me, Kevin, and the listeners and the subscribers on YouTube, I love the World Baseball Classic. Can't hang on. Pause, pause, pause. You're going to rag on me for a name that war. I I really hope this isn't a uh, what side of the dugout does the home team reside in? I hope it's not one of those questions. It was the off season. Give me a break. Okay. By the way, this player, this player, I have in my name that war. He retired in 2007. So this is fair game. Okay. I hope so. I hope so. Um, I love the World Baseball Classic. I'm so hyped about it. I cannot get enough of it. We're actually going to do a little uh, World Baseball Classic kind of uh, episode next week, so stay tuned for that. So this is a little primer. Okay, World Baseball Classic trivia. Kevin, the first World Baseball Classic happened in 2006. Okay. I want you to name five guys from the USA lineup on that 2006 team can you do that for me um so has to be a position player so a pitcher if you want to uh no 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 pitcher so if you want to give me the position along with the player i think everybody would be very impressed but that's not what i'm holding you to okay so it has to be that starting lineup i have to get would you say six of the nine? Five. No, no, no. Five, five. of the nine. Five yeah. of the nine. Okay. Yeah. Oof. Over fifty percent is what I'm asking. Yeah. I've paid very, very, very little attention to uh, the World Baseball Classic. Like, so little. Um, Go to the 06 Kevin, and then the baseball world in 2006. So the White Sox had just won. Ozzy Guillen had become the first Venezuelan manager to win the World the World Series. We're getting into the the, the spring training, yeah. and then this is when this is happening. So give okay. me that lineup. It's so tough because I wonder if guys get invited if they played in the thing. Um. Okay. Let's play her. Okay. Uh, Paul Canerico. Think bigger. Strike one. Okay. Think bigger. I don't know if this guy would have played for America. One, two, three. I count three Hall of Famers. Okay. One that should be. Follow up. Yeah. Are any of these players born in another country? No. Okay, so they are American. Yeah. American, uh, yeah, they were born in America. Yeah, natural okay. born. Um, 2006. I'm going to say Jim Tomei. Strike two. Good one, though. That's a good one. All right. I'm going to say a guy who was inducted into the Hall of Fame this year, Scott Rowland. Foul tip, but come on. Give me one. Just get us one. I mean, this is like really, really big. Some of these names. I mean, okay. I'm just going to give you shortstop. In 2006. Derek Jeter. Yes. Very good. Okay. Derek Jeter. Alex Rodriguez. Yes. Correct. Now I'm on a roll here. There you go. Uh, Catcher. You're not going to get the catcher. Okay. Interesting. I'm not going to get the catcher. 
I know. I you know. say that, and I'd be like Jason Kindle, but I'm not gonna use that as my. It's guess. another Jason, but like, yeah. Um. Okay. Shot in the dark here, Jim Edmonds. Okay, that was actually a pretty good shot in the dark. Incorrect. I'll write a run right through. Batting leadoff, Michael Young at second base. Mm. Derek Jeter, shortstop. Ken Griffey Jr., remember him? Center field. A-Rod, D-A. I just assumed Ken Griffey Jr. was hurt or injured at that point. <laughs> wow, shade. Uh, batting uh, fifth, Chipper Jones, third mm. base. Derek Lee, first base. Michael Barrett, remember when he uh, fought Zambrano at right. Wrigley Field? He's behind the dish. Vernon Wells, left field. And Randy Wynn in right field. That was the lineup. And the pitcher, Roger Clements. The Rocket. Wow. Randy Wynn, Ray's Devil Ray's great, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually disappointed because I should have gotten more names. I should have thought Chipper Jones. Um, I would have never gotten Derek Lee. Probably would have never gotten. Yeah, I should have gotten a couple more, I would say. It's tough. Uh, yeah. It's a tough one. So now I don't feel so bad about this uh, name that war, despite this guy <laughs> retiring in 2007. His first okay. name is Rondell. His last name is White. What is his name that war? Nothing. I could give you 17 different chances, and I'm not going to get this at all. This is like a Michael Barrett behind the dish in the 06 class. Yeah. Randall White. Rondell White. Rondell White. See, I didn't even, I don't know. Outfielder. Outfielder. Can you give me how many years he played? He played. Oh, he 15 played. 15 years. All right. Eight of That's... them with Montreal. Eight of them with Montreal? Oh, my God. A dead team? Yeah. <laughs> You're giving me dead teams. Okay. I'm going to be so mean to you with name that war next time. Um, I mean, you can pick a dead team, the Devil Rays, for a name that war. <laughs> Rondell White. Ugh. I don't. I'm going to go with 13.7. Okay, so that is your final guess. Um, yes. He played 15 years. Yeah. He played in 1,474 games. He was a one-time All-Star. Okay. Before I give his war... I'm going to run through some other numbers here. 284 career batting average, mm. 198 home runs, okay. 1,519 hits, 296 doubles, 768 RBI, uh, 799 career OPS, 108 career OPS plus. Don't feel that bad about me. Okay. Was he a really good glove? I don't think so. It doesn't show him as a terrific, terrific glove, but I'm sure he was serviceable out there. Um, Ooh, did I get it right? You are cutting him very short. He Damn. more than doubled your guess. 28.2 career 28. war. 28.2? So he was fantastic in the outfield. What are he you talking was, about? Yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean, he also was really solid with the bat. I mean, he hit 
300 or greater in four consecutive seasons from 1998 to 2001. So he could, I think part of the issue was, you know, playing in the midst of the steroid era, um, mm. he was just kind of ho-hum in comparison to others. Nowadays, it'd be like, man, Rondell White, he'd be a four or five time all-star. All yeah. Right. So um, I think, um, and he probably started to, we were probably, a, we, we missed probably the peak of his career. We were very young then. Yeah. Um, and then he was more of a role player, I think, uh, later on. So maybe that's where that bias sets in and some injuries as well. But yeah, had a terrific, terrific career. Also hit for the cycle as well. Uh, well, and also, I mean, he wasn't like a, a huge pop guy, you know, he didn't have a lot of home runs, you know, 28, 22, 17, 14, 22. Yeah, he was like a 17 to 22 guy. But I still like the strikeout ratio. I mean, you're you're looking at a guy that in 15 years had a 15.8 strikeout rate. Yeah, not bad. He uh, only struck out more than 100 times once in his career. Um, and defensively, uh, for whatever this is worth, he led the league in putouts in 1997, twice led the league in fielding percentage as an outfielder and retired with a 989 fielding percentage as a center fielder and 985 fielding percentage as a left fielder. Um, so, you know, those basic numbers, he, he came out solid, never won a gold glove, which, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure a lot of that is tied into, uh, you know, if he if he would have hit 30 home runs and you know stole 30 bases he probably would have had a couple gold gloves to his name funnily enough the years that he had 3.8 war 4.8 3.5 3.0 he was never an all-star and then he was an all-star when he had a 2.0 war season and a 0.9 war season i see the all-star nominations sometimes are just silly yeah it really is so there we go good uh, all right, that is our Friday show. We'll be at FanFest on Saturday and back with more episodes on Monday as well. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will hopefully see you on Saturday. Have a good one.